This is the Better Than Before Betrayal podcast, episode number 44. What a peacemaker is not. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace, confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. What does it mean to be a peacemaker to you? We are admonished, even commanded to be peacemakers. What does it mean? I have struggled with this, and I know I'm not alone. I think many people, especially women, have an incorrect understanding of what it is to be a peacemaker. In April's General Conference, President Nelson spoke the importance of being a peacemaker. In his talk, Peacemakers Needed, he gave great counsel on how to be a peacemaker. Sometimes when I think about being a peacemaker and what that entails, I often consider what a peacemaker is and what a peacemaker is not. Today, I'd like to spend a little time talking about this what a peacemaker is not. I'm going to be focusing on peacemaking or not in personal relationships, specifically in marriage relationships. Many people hide in the name of being a peacemaker. We claim to be keeping the peace when what we are actually doing is keeping the imbalance in our relationships. Have you done this in your marriage? Have you done it in other relationships? I know I've done it. We see women do this a lot, and men do it too. We have been taught that peacemaking is a virtue, which it is, and we sometimes do things in the name of peacemaking, of being a peacemaker, that's not being a peacemaker. We are not peacemakers when we don't speak up. We don't stand up to be heard. We may not want to make waves so we stay quiet. We may believe that we are keeping the peace when we do this. And the big problem is that this often leads to resentment. And then where's the peace there? Our thought that we should be a peacemaker can drive us to not be our true selves, to not speak up and share our opinion to not speak up for what is important to us. I don't believe this is what our prophet wants for us. I don't think this is what the Savior or our Heavenly Parents wants for us. Resentment comes from unspoken expectations. Anytime we don't speak up to be heard, we'll probably experience resentment immediately or eventually. When we don't speak up for what we want or believe or value, we're lying 
We are pretending. And pretending is lying. In your marriage, if you tend to go along with the way your husband wants to do things, if he calls most of the shots, you may believe that you are being a peacemaker. Are you, though? Does your peacemaking lead to resentment? If so, I would suggest that you are not being a peacemaker. Peacemakers pull for what is true. There cannot be peace without truth. In your relationship, do you speak up? Do you speak the truth? Your truth? Do you honestly share your real thoughts and feelings? Or do you hold back in order to keep the peace? Can you see the problems this kind of keeping the peace can create in your marriage? Now, I believe we come by this honestly. We are taught to be peacemakers. This incorrect idea of peacemakers is often modeled to us, especially if you're my age, in kind of midlife right now. Our parents' generation and those before grew up with the husbands often making all the important decisions and the wives standing by in the support or cheerleader role. There may have been issues discussed. Then the husband would make the final decision. Then there would be a slow rolling boil of resentment because the woman didn't get a full voice, a full vote, or a true weigh-in on the matter. This did not promote peace in the home. This is definitely an area that I needed work on. I would speak up on some matters, and many of them I did not. And then I would tend to be resentful. President Nelson reminded us that Jesus Christ declared that those who have the spirit of contention are not of him, but are of the devil, who is the father of contention. And the devil stirreth up the hearts of men to contend with anger, one with another. Those who foster contention are taking a page out of Satan's playbook, whether they realize it or not. I would often notice that I, in order to keep the peace, would bring contention into our home with my resentment. And I didn't know another way. When I would bring up differences of opinion, it often didn't go well. My husband and I didn't have the important understanding that conflict didn't need to be contentious. And even when I tried to use all the right words at just the right time, it usually didn't go well. We didn't have skills of collaboration. We knew about a little bit how to compromise. With compromise, however, usually the decision is heavily favored to one side. Whoever had the stronger case, or maybe the loudest voice, or the one who just simply didn't back down on their stance. And so, oftentimes, there seemed to be a winner and a loser. And when you lose, you tend to resent. Differences of opinion are a way of life, and conflict doesn't have to be contentious. This is an important truth to understand, and the conversations take skills and practice and patience and more practice.
Now, on the other hand, I've seen women who, in their effort to be seen and heard, are mean and rude. They think they have to fight to be seen and heard. And maybe in their life experience, they have. I hope that hasn't been your experience. So peacemakers pull for what is true. And peacemaking is kind. I don't want you to think that in order to stand up for yourself, to be heard, that you need to yell or be pushy or be unkind. There is another way. Now, I'm speaking in generalities. This keep keeping the imbalance can be done by either partner. Okay, President Nelson also has said, The Savior's message is clear. His true disciples build, lift, encourage, persuade, and inspire, no matter how difficult the situation. True disciples of Jesus Christ are peacemakers. Build, lift, encourage? This sounds to me like kindness. President Nelson also said, Contention drives away the spirit every time. Contention reinforces the false notion that confrontation is the way to solve differences. But it never is. Contention is a choice. Peacemaking is a choice. You have your agency to choose contention or reconciliation. I urge you to choose to be a peacemaker now and always. I did not want to be the one that would drive away the spirit through my resenting contention. I needed to learn some skills. As I've mentioned before, I had to develop courage for conversations. I had to be willing to speak up and share my thoughts and opinions, to do it in a kind way, and not take responsibility for how my husband responded. I don't insist that my way is better. I don't think I'm always right. (laughs) Although, now I do lovingly point out that I have a lot of good ideas, and my husband agrees. If you have spent years raising your children and your focus has been on everyone else, you may feel as though you've lost yourself. Maybe you don't know what you want. Maybe you haven't been expressing your wants because you've been focused on everyone else's needs and wants. If so, I encourage you to spend some time thinking about what you want. So I'm going to share an example to illustrate how we may think that we are keeping the peace when in reality we are keeping in balance, lying, and resenting. Money. Money is an easy example because usually in a marriage partnership there are two very different opinions and ideas about money. Who makes the money decisions in your marriage? Do one of you, or is it a joint venture? Is one person a spender and one person a savior? Saver. (laughs) You may have two very different ideas of how much money is enough. You may have two very different ideas on how money should be saved and spent. On the topic of money, Is someone not speaking up and being heard about their ideas, their wants, their desires? Does one person make most of the decisions? If asked, are you heard or listened to? 
Do you listen to what is important to your spouse? Do you try to understand them? Do you respect their ideas, their wants, their fears? Do you voice your ideas, your wants, and your fears? Is there an attitude of the person that actually gets the paycheck gets the weightier vote on how the money is used? We get a lot of ideas about money from our life experience. Many of us have scarcity issues around money. Some people have an abundant, abundant thoughts about money, and sometimes we have both. So I know that in my marriage for many years, I was a stay-at-home mom. I did not receive a paycheck for the work I did. My husband never implied that the money was not equally mine. And yet I did have thoughts that gave him more say in how the money was used. And I'm a saver. He's a spender. My husband thinks budget is a four-letter word. And I really like to budget. This was a challenge. Again, because my husband brought home the paycheck and I had thoughts that he should have more say in how it was used. It took some courage on my part to speak up and voice my opinions, both on how I wanted to spend money and save it. We came to agreements on how much money I was comfortable with in our savings account and how freely he wants to spend money. Don't get me wrong. I spend money too. I just tend to be more frugal than he is. And I spend money on things that he doesn't value. And he spends money on things I don't value. We've worked together to have conversations to gain understanding and respect for what we each value. When I didn't speak up about what was important to me in the name of peacemaking, I had a lot of thoughts that caused me to feel resentful. It took courage for me to step up and say what was true for me. And my husband has appreciated that I have shared my ideas. He does see the value in budgeting now. We discuss plans. Both have a say. And we have more peace around money. Most of the time... (laughs) We still have our differences, and it really is a good thing. We can have this discussion with peacemaking, with any issue in the relationship. Not just money. Money is an easy and obvious one. What does it look like in your marriage? Is one of these earlier descriptions sounding familiar to you? Maybe not. Maybe you and your spouse have better skills than my husband and I did. I invite you to look at your relationship and see how the dynamics of keeping the peace play out in your marriage. Is it keeping the peace or keeping the imbalance where one person usually gets their way? Are you able to share with one another your ideas, your wants, the things that are important to you? Are you able to voice it in a kind way? Do you listen to one another? Do you respect one another? Are you okay with your differences? Do you see the value 
and your differences? Do you embrace your differences? And can you collaborate with one another to find a win-win in many situations? It doesn't have to be his way or her way. You can find another way. What does your marriage look like? What do you want it to look like? Peacemaking is truth. We cannot have peace without truth. I encourage you to spend some time looking within yourself. Are you keeping the peace? Are you keeping the imbalance? What changes would you like to make? And just a reminder, this is all created by our thoughts. And your thoughts will lead to your feelings and actions. So you choose. I know that my new understanding of what it truly means to be a peacemaker, and I'm still learning, of course, this has helped me so much to make my life better than before betrayal. And I hope for the same thing for you. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you have questions about this or any topic that you'd like to understand more deeply, to help you take responsibility for your happiness, to find growth and healing from what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a time.